the Lightning Process podcast. Understanding how to use the mind-brain-body connection for your health. Hi and welcome to this podcast about the Lightning Process from me, Dr. Phil Parker. Today I'm going to be talking about how our beliefs can affect our health. And I'm going to be digging into some of the research into this. Uh, in fact, many of the researchers I've interviewed over the years, and you can find them on another podcast of mine called The Mind-Body Connection. So let's begin. Do beliefs affect people's health? And the answer is a clear yes. Although if you talk to some people, some people still think that the the mind, brain and body are disconnected. But the evidence is really clear that it isn't. That what we believe, and in uh, scientific jargon, they use the word expectations, what our expectations are, definitely affect what happens. So let me take you through some of the research that supports this. First of all, you look at the work of uh, Irvin Kirsch, who is one of the guys I've interviewed, really interesting guy. He did some early work in looking at what do people's thoughts about taking a pill or having some kind of intervention, how, how much do those thoughts, those expectations affect outcomes? And he found in his theory, expectancy response theory, that yeah, absolutely, what you think is going to happen when it comes to taking medicines, affects how well that medicine works for you. I was talking with Professor Andrea Avers, who's an incredibly smart academic researcher, and I asked her, for you, what's the most important thing you've learned about this whole mind-brain-body connection? She said, if I had a friend who was going for an operation, and they thought that the operation wouldn't work, I would advise them to not have the operation yet, to do some more research, to talk to the surgeon, to find other people who've gone through the procedure and got the results they want. I would want them to wait until they'd got their head right, their head straight and thinking, yeah, this is going to make a difference before they had the operation, because I know from my research how powerful your expectations and beliefs are at stopping things from moving forwards. So if these guys are saying your beliefs, your expectations make a difference to your health, then I think we can be pretty certain that the research is in that says, yes, your beliefs do make a difference to your health. So let's look at some of the other research that's interesting. And there's a really interesting piece about what's called specific and non-specific factors. So if you take a, a medicine, there are specific factors and the specific factors are due to the substance that you've just taken. So if you have a paracetamol, it's due to the actual paracetamol, the molecules of that chemical, uh, they will give you certain responses called specific responses. But it's well known that any drug that you take has non-specific responses, which means responses that are nothing to do with the paracetamol in the paracetamol. And non-specific responses just means anything else that seems to have an effect. And this includes things like how much you liked the person that was giving it to you, what colour was the pill? Yeah, because colour actually makes a difference to how powerful that pill will work. Different countries and different parts of the world, different colours are much more favoured. So in Italy, for instance, blue is very favoured for pills, particularly for those helping men, because they think this, because the Italian football team wears blue and it's called the Azzurri. So colour makes a difference. Uh, temperature of the room that you were giving it in, and of course, your beliefs, your expectations, whether you think this is going to work or not. And as soon as we look at these non-specific effects, we can see that there is so much going on that affects our health 
that is not so obvious and clear as this medicine re- results in this particular effect. There are loads of other factors. One of the key things to remember is that your body is not a test tube. That if you mix two substances at the same temperature, same place, same time every day, you'll get pretty much the same result. But as soon as you bring the body into that conversation, you start to look at the response of the body. The body is not a test tube. It's a living, breathing being that is affected by what we think, how we use our body. There's an interesting series of experiments they did to look at the connection between our beliefs and our immune system. In this case, they took some drinks that were really strongly flavoured and they added some medicine to the drink. In this case, it was an immunosuppressant. When the people drunk the immunosuppressant in this strongly flavoured drink, there was a change in their immune system. In this case, what they're trying to do is settle their immune system down because it's being a bit hyperactive. After they'd done this for a few days, giving them the medicine in this very strongly favoured drink, they found they could just give them the drink without the medicine and the strong tasting drink would be enough to produce the same effects as if they'd taken the drug. This work was done in people who were having kidney transplants and they wanted to reduce the chance of rejecting the new tissues. And as a result of this particular research, they suggested that this intervention of using this drink, this strongly favoured drink, and training the brain to remember the drink and the drug effects would be a really useful way of using less drugs, having to use less immunosuppressants because of the effect of just taking the drink without the drugs once you got used to it. It's so marked. Another set of studies looked at giving someone an irritant cream, putting it on their skin, so their skin kind of got hot. And then they would apply another cream. This cream was actually a placebo, it contained nothing at all, and they gave one of two instructions. One said, this will make it better. One said, this will make it worse and more inflamed. What they found was, when people were given this inert cream and told it would make it better, it made things better. And when they gave them the cream and said it will make it worse, it made it worse. But not only did the people report it was worse, they measured the temperature of the skin and they found the skin was hotter when they'd be given the instruction it would make it worse. They also found a change in the activation of the immune system cells in the area too. So we're seeing a change in temperature and a change in cell activation purely as a result of something that somebody said to them and what they believe. The Lightning Press is very interested in this kind of research because it highlights the important conversations that people can have both with their doctors and with other people about their illness. And the more you hear stories saying this isn't recoverable from, you can't get well, these things take a long time, naturally, because of all these systems in place that we just identify through research, those conversations have a direct effect on our physiology. So you want to step away from some of those conversations. Be mindful of how many conversations you hear that tell you things are difficult, things are impossible. So we've talked about listening to other people. We've talked about hearing doctors and patients and support groups having those kind of conversations, reading stuff on the internet. But probably even more importantly is the conversations you're having in your head because they they can be on 24-7. 
So what kind of conversations are we having in our head? Because when somebody is rubbing that cream on you and telling you it's going to make it better, there's a part of you that's listening to that and going, oh good, it's going to make it better. That's what produces the effect. The fact that we take on that belief, that suggestion. And in these studies, interestingly, it's not everybody responds, only some people respond. And it's different people in different studies. So some people are able to reject those suggestions that's going to make it better or worse, and other people are able to take it on. This is very interesting from our point of view. It's like, okay, well, what can we learn from this? How can we help people to switch on whatever is going on when their body is healing from this inflammation by the use of inert cream and suggestion? where people are able to manage their immune system in a different way. What can we learn from this? Because this is what this research points to. That, yeah, absolutely, our beliefs, our expectations, what we're thinking affects our body. What the lining process has been spending a long time doing is trying to understand how does that work? How can we utilize that so that we can use it to our advantage to help us to improve our health and to step away from things that don't help our health? couple of final pieces of information I think you'll find interesting. Two sets of studies. One is on what's called nostalgia. Nostalgia is remembering things from the past. So it's not particularly well framed as is it good or bad things, but remembering past memories, particularly memories that are happy, reduces people's pain. So just by connecting with a time when you're happy, it will reduce your experience of pain. Interestingly, there's some studies as well about swearing, that swearing will reduce your experience of pain as well. Remembering a happy time reduces your pain. Also, they found that if you remember a really relaxing time, unsurprisingly, when you then get stressed very shortly afterwards in laboratory conditions, your stress response is reduced. So by accessing memories of calmness, it helps you to deal with future stress. Now, the reason I say that's not surprising is most people have that experience that if you're in a calm place and you consistently get calm, it's easier to deal with life than if you're in a stressed place, then when stress comes along, it affects you harder. In the lightning process, one of the things we're really interested in is how do we help people to be able to choose which states they're in, which parts of their neurology they're waking up, which ones they're working, building, exercising, developing so that you can have the best range of good quality states that will help to insulate you from some of the stuff that happens in the world, so that you can respond to difficult events, difficult conversations, or symptoms in a more healthy and balanced way. So I hope you've enjoyed this brief journey into some of the key research that shows that yes, our beliefs, our expectations, the way we think, the memories we're thinking about, do affect our physical health. And really removing this idea that the mind, brain and body are distinct. They're not. They interact. What you think affects your brain. Your brain produces neurochemicals, stimulates hormones, directly controls your body. And your body speaks back to your brain saying how it's getting on. So the vagus nerve, for instance, which runs pretty much through the center of the body, going through the heart, the lungs, the gut, most of the information actually goes upwards from the gut and the heart and the lungs and all those tissues to the brain, telling it what's going on. So the whole thing is deeply connected and we need to remember that. And that's one of the key things that we can take away from this. 
With that connection, it gives us a route to understanding how we can affect our physical health by changing the way we use our brain. I hope you found that interesting. See you on the next one. As ever, if you want more information or some of the references to the studies that I've talked about today, then just drop us a line, info at philparker.org, and we'd love to help you out. So get in touch.